to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. With your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though... If you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact that we are all up in your face. It's time for the one, the only... Protonic reversal. Welcome to it. Chris Spencer, today, uh, tonight, today, tonight, whenever. What day is it? (laughs) Another special stay-at-home edition of Protonic Reversal. Chris Spencer of Human Impact, Unsane, interesting fella. Human Impact's a relatively newer band bit of a stylistic change up from what the the guy is most well known for interesting stuff we'll we'll play we'll do the thing where we do a little little old and a little new we'll do an unseen song then we'll do a human impact song thanks everyone both new listeners to the show and folks that have been with us for a very long time there's been a lot of great feedback from all the stay-at-home editions of protonic reversal of course you can find the archives at radioneutron.com if you're looking to get the episodes as they come out patreon.com slash protonic reversal dollar a month gets you all the episodes almost immediately never any ads never any sponsors so this is a way to drive engagement it's not compulsory right not compulsory calm down but if you're interested in supporting the show and helping the show grow that works quite a bit as well as if you share the episodes around to people let them know that this is something worth listening to. That also helps. So anyway, taken coming off the uh, the soapbox here. Appreciate all the feedback. Not much new to report. Still in these quarantine times, but looking forward to talking to Chris Spencer. Interesting fella. He's, he's uh the human impact stuff is quite the change up. Anyway, let's listen to a couple tunes. We'll talk to Chris, and here we go. <laughs>
Russian little song called Contact by Human Impact. Kind of funny, that. And speaking with us right now, we have none other than Mr. Chris Spencer. Chris, how you doing, man? Good, good. How's it going? Good. Are you you uh, taking care in these quarantine times that we're living in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of guitar playing. <laughs> So are you, you're, you're back on the East Coast now, or are you still West Coast? No, uh, I'm actually north of San Francisco a few hours. Oh, okay, cool. So, so middle of nowhere. And, of course, California being a state that's actually treating it seriously, rather than some other states yeah. that we won't mention. I mean, it was a little scary. I was, I was in New York uh, working with the guys, and left, right, I mean, it was like four or five days in, you know, when they first started having cases there. Um, so it was a little hairy. I got here, had to quarantine for two weeks before I talked to anybody, really. Um, and, you know, just to make sure, because there was no, yeah. there's no way of knowing. So, but yeah, I was in New York at the beginning, and now it's just jumped to ridiculousness, so. Yeah, when they have, like, refrigerator trucks full of... Uh, dead bodies, yeah. Dead bodies, that's some pretty serious business. <laughs> that's that's some straight-up insane stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, a little crazy. Uh, so, I, I'm I'm really fascinated and into the uh, Human Impact album. It's it's very it's very cool, very different kind of record than I think maybe people would expect. It's almost it, it seems like uh, it, it might be something that's. You know, I hesitate to, to use the word you know, artistic progression or anything along those lines, but it's certainly a, a far cry from the Unsane stuff. Was that something where you walked into that being like, hey, we're going to do something different here, or is it just sort of a natural outgrowth of who you were playing with? Uh, really kind of a natural out, outgrowth of who I'm playing with. I mean, I knew. You know, I've been playing in Unsane for 30 years yeah. um, and thought the last record was good, you know, and I wanted to kind of bookend it and, and put it to bed. Uh, figured 30 years is long enough. Um, and I had wanted to play with Jim in a band forever. Like, me and Jim were friends from before Cop Shoot Cop or Unsane. Um, so I had, like, in 97 when Cop Shoot Cop, or around there, when Cop Shoot Cop broke up, I had actually asked the Unsane guys, like Dave and Vinny, uh, if it would be possible to have Jim join us and do electronics. Oh, like like the electronics and sampling kind of stuff. Yeah, and just more noise, just kick it up. Sure. Um but we were doing a ton of touring at the time, and um, like over 300 shows a year. And we were really focused and, you know, kind of in a groove. And it, the guys wanted to stay a three-piece, which I thought was too bad. But at the same time, you know, I understood. Um, so, you know, I, I've wanted to play with Jim forever, forever. And, um, and you know, I've known Phil forever, too, and Chris for a very long time. So I, I knew it would be different. You know, I, I don't want to do the same shit for my entire life. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good point. <laughs> it's, it's, and not to say, you know, was, that was a pretty good run for Unsane, too. I mean, like 30 years. Jesus. Like, some band are lucky enough to get three, let alone have anybody give a damn about it, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel amazingly lucky to have been able to do that for 30 years, you know, and, and tour and, and have a good response, you know, period. <laughs> so the human impact stuff, it almost, there's there's more kind of more nuance to it it seems and there's different you know, tonalities and things that, that are used within the within the sound that certainly you could call back to some of 
you know some of the stuff Jim did with Cop Shoot Cop, but it almost has like a, a similar feel to like I don't know, like a, a King Crimson or uh, oh wow, things along those lines. <laughs> like like for feel, not sounding like King Crimson, but just having that sort of sense of scope and scale. Oh wow, well, that's very flattering. Um, yeah, I don't you know when I. Like I said, me and Jim have known each other forever. And I used to go over to his apartment and just kind of hang out and listen to all those. We, I would do like tape loops and stuff like that. Right. So the, it really opened a whole new world of sounds. And also working with lower dynamics, you know, really just opened a whole new spectrum of, of stuff that was possible. Um, you know, in, in, in a three-piece, when you're just bashing, you know, you're really going for it. Um and it's all pretty high dynamics, you know, pretty just going for it. Um, there, there's not, there's not really much room for something super low, you know. Right, I right. mean, just in the tone. I think tone maybe spectrum, the harmonica yeah. on alleged might be the only reference to like a low dynamic, you know. It's so then you start working with electronics and Jim's whole whole arsenal, um, and it really changes things. So. Stylistically, I also had to change really to work in that, you know, in that mode. Um, so I, I, I knew, I knew what I was getting into when I started jamming with these guys. Um, and and really, it's been great, man. I, I love being able to do other shit. So yeah, and it's it's something where when you're identified with a sound, uh, an iconic sound for so long, and you have a you know, if not worldwide gigantic, a, a pretty, you know, large, dedicated fan base, sometimes people can be resistant to change or anything different or new. And have you found that the the the, the unsane heads, I don't know if there's like a, a mean, term, have, have, have mostly come along to it? Or are people sort of... Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. It does seem like it. But I realize that it is very different. Um... And, I mean, really, you know, I'd say as an artiste, you know, bullshit like that. But <laughs> it's, it's as, as someone who, as a musician, again, you don't want to do the same shit. And you, and you want to be, you want to be creative. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just rehash the same, I don't want to just do the same type of vocals forever. You know, I, I want to do different shit and change it up. And the door was open, you know, so I jumped right in there. Well, and I think it depends on what people are looking for. If someone's looking for more of like a sound thing, it's not like there isn't a pretty hefty discography of of badass unsane stuff that they can go to and and mine that from. That's you know, yeah. There's tons there. of shit, and I mean, really, you can't. I, I'm not here to cater to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. I really want to do what is rewarding for me. I got one life, you know. Right. So I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> Did, you know, if I if I had done that any at any time, even you know during the insane thing, if I had really thought I should be sort of catering to any catering to any kind of commerciality, I I probably would not have written the songs I wrote. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I'm not yeah. I'm not here to to just try to be popular. You know, it's it's that's not the goal here. <laughs> so, I mean, do you feel? Like, was there ever any thought towards, like, doing, like, more of a... Well, because it's not like you did it under secret or anything, but uh, doing, like, a more pronounced, you know, final tour, final record. Hey, everybody, you know, 
Here's the here's the trumpets. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean no. Uh-uh. I, I again, I, I'm just not really into. I mean, it was kind of like we did that last record. We did some touring. We did a bunch of touring uh, on that one, and it just had gone to a, gotten to a point where everybody was in different parts of the world and. We weren't really connected as friends anymore, and you know, it's it's just kind of like, okay, you know, I I, I don't want to do this for the money, you know, I don't want to. It's I wrote a majority of that last record <clears throat> by myself, and I was kind of like, man, I want to work in a band again, you know, right, I right. I don't want to be just taking the reins on everything, you know. So well, yeah, and and you, it's not like you haven't done things outside of that one thing in the, in the past like you did the um that one band with uh with with um with nico from Oxford. yeah yeah salon yeah yeah the berlin thing yeah i mean that that band was was kind of a one-off it really really was a one-off um it was really about i the my friend ari benjamin myers had access to the einstein de neubauten studio in berlin Nice. Um, and had offered, he was like, yeah, if you come over to Berlin and hang out, we can, you know, we'll just pull around, we'll record there. So that's what that was all about. Um, I actually had a girlfriend who wanted to, who was from Switzerland, who wanted to live in Berlin too, so that was very convenient. Um, but that was really about going to this historic studio with friends, you know, and just making some Making noise. something cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which it, ultimately, it was not... man, that's what, it, you know, playing music ought to be in, in a lot of ways. But you get, it tends to kind of get away yeah, from it. Yeah, totally. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, you know, that was kind of for me about a sort of life accomplishment sort, sort of thing. Um, Human impact is very different. This is uh, the priority band. You know, yeah. me and Jim have wanted, like I said, wanted to work together forever. So this is awesome. You know, it's it's really good to hang out with him and Chris and Phil and just fucking write shit all the time. It's it's really good, and everybody has a lot of input. You know, it's very creative. It's it it kind of kicked me back into, you know, being in a group. You know, so. Well, and you guys, uh, you didn't you just share it? practice space with cop shoe cop yeah with cop shoe cop yeah yeah we did yeah totally so it's, it's yeah. not like i mean you got a long-standing <laughs> like you know you know what each other does and you can oh, totally. like you kind of walked into that knowing that uh, okay well the you know this player might be known for this but that's not the only thing they can do and, and he, yeah and and again like and we were really lucky in that like chris and and phil had been working in swans for 10 years swans, you know so they were already a super tight rhythm section, you know, and then me and Jim doing, it's really cool to play guitar with the electronics, you know, for me. It, we can work together and bounce off each other, let him take it, I'll take it, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's really, uh, it's kind of having sort of two, two high-end players in the forefront, you know, that, that it's great. It it really uh, has changed things for me. I'm not doing everything on the high end of the spectrum. Right. You, know? you don't have to be going full bore 100% the entire time. No, yeah. You know, I, I'm not. I, I mean, a lot of times, actually, with this, I have to realize when to sort of lay back, you know, which is oh, which is great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you got you want to leave room for everyone else to do their thing as well. and uh, Completely. Yeah. So, yeah. And... It's. I, I find it interesting that the the human impact stuff. It, it has a. It's darker in tone, but in a very different way than anything with with Unsane. Like it definitely has like a dystopian sort of 
feel to it. I, I know that there was like some references like JG Ballard, but like even like, you know, like the, the Hubert Selby Jr. sort of mindset of just <laughs> like the, the dark screwed up parts of humanity, but in a very different approach from a very different way than Unsane, which almost seemed like more catharsis. Uh, yeah, flat yeah. Out yeah, that, that is, that is a great observation. Um, yes, that is very true. Uh, more about sort of us as people as a giant mass than one guy, you know? Right. One, one guy, figuratively. I mean, there is sort of the one guy right? element to it in that that one guy is seeing all this shit, but yeah. um, but it's not it's not the cathartic kind of one guy angry, you know. So. Well, and there's certainly no shortage of material these days. Uh, not that there ever has been, but I mean, there's plenty. There's yeah, plenty. no, this has been going on for a long time. <laughs> you know, all this, all the crazy crap. I mean, now with Trump and all the, you know, a lot of shit is coming to light that has been fucked up for a really long time. So, you know. Were you thinking of bands like Killing Joke and things along those lines when you were coming up with this, or was this something where you arrived at a similar place through different No, means? I mean, when I was a kid, I was a big Killing Joke fan, you know, so obviously things like that are going to come to light, you know, in what I play, um, which I think probably were sort of apparent and insane as well, mm-hmm. but you different know, ways, maybe not, but, yeah. <laughs> maybe less so because Killing Joke actually had electronics, so, you know. Right. I could see where that, you know, is a little more light is shed on that, considering Jim's playing with it. Yeah, and of course the drummer makes all the difference in the world uh, with yes. <laughs> with the band, <laughs> as as you know very well. And it's you can get different. Everything kind of grows from there. It's like the foundation of the house, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so did you find with doing the Human Impact stuff that? You know, it was it was it was easy to build up off of that. Were you flexing different muscle groups that maybe you you hadn't in a while? Uh, uh, Phil is is a little. It's playing with Phil is a little different than Vinny. With Vinny, we would do odd time signatures, sevens, fives, even thirteen at one point. Um, stuff like that. And he had a real knack for for straightening that out and making that really into a groove, kind of. Yeah. Um, even though it was an odd time signature, he found a way to really make it smooth and make it work. Um, whereas with with Phil, things are are he approaches it from a very different way. It's um, he really takes it apart and makes it almost more mathematic. You know, even like a three or a five can seem really mathematic with Phil. Whereas with Vinny, it would have been yeah. very straight. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. well, well, and it's yeah, it's interesting too that. Uh, with you know Vinny's stuff versus Charlie's stuff, like Charlie is more like almost tribal oh and spastic, God. right? I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Charlie was great. Charlie yeah, was great, great. They, totally but tempo-wise, sometimes it would go up and down. Great drummer, phenomenal yeah. drummer, incredible. And I wish he had lived to really develop into the drummer he was going to be. Um, but at the, you know, it's it's just like you were saying, it's just very different. It's just a very different approach. Charlie was tons of fills all the time and in a very smooth way and when Vinny first joined I'm saying he was trying to do so many fills when his his you know superpower may be smoothing things out and not and and really making them heavier you know uh, with a sort of more straightforward bash you know so it's it's, it's like you're saying every drummer is different uh, like playing with Will I played with some really great drummers like Will Carroll 
and Cutthroats was phenomenal. I was going to mention they, Cutthroats tonight because yeah, I actually saw you guys play a couple times in the Bay Area where I am spent the vast majority of my life. And uh, I, I came in with uh, no actual context, context that I actually didn't know <laughs> yeah. that you were the insane guys. I was like, oh, I just thought that was a good band that I'd never heard of before, which, you know, hey. I, what can I say? I'm not always that clued. But in. yeah, Will, I mean, that really changes things too. You know, Will yeah. is like a grown prodigy. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like he's just been good his whole life and really super fun to play with. But ballistic, man. He's a ballistic drummer. So, you know, that kicked that band into just crazy over the top stuff. Um, yeah, every drummer's different. <laughs> so, uh, and. And what about so? What about Patrick for on the UXO record, which I think is something that kind of flew under a lot of people's radar. Uh, but very, very cool record. Actually, came up extemporaneously a few years ago on this show, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that." And that's yeah, Patrick's great too. Another very good drummer. Um, yeah, that that whole project was really. Uh, Steve had a, a studio in his house, mm-hmm. and I had known Steve for a long time, and I was going to Maine. Uh, hang out, see my girlfriend's family or something, and I and I had mentioned that to Steve, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, come by, and we'll just write the, write a bunch of shit." Um, so we did that, and then we did a few live shows, but uh, but Steve at the time he didn't know it, but he had Lyme's disease. Oh, really? So, for play, real? Yeah, oh my God. yeah. I had no idea. He, he had it for like months, I guess. But so he was just beaten down by this you know by illness yeah that's horrific. Um, i mean that that's that's a full life change sort of disease. yeah yeah totally so so that kind of shut that down at that point then i went back to doing insane again for a yeah. while you know um but again that was kind of that was like somebody i wanted to work with you know again a sort of life accomplishment thing um well, there certainly and, was a, a corollary between, <laughs> if not exact execution, like sense of purpose, and and you know similar, similar, uh, similar places that that you guys were coming from. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and so we we sense. had toured with Today's the Day a bunch, you know, multiple times. Um, so you know, of course, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, so, what did you did you give any thought to like when you're making? So a new band is often defined by very things that have little to do with the actual content of the music because of the world that we live in the visuals for the record very different from anything unsane which is not that hard because unsane had a very iconic visual image of its own which is usually very violent and uh eye-catching blood yeah yes. lots of blood lots of <laughs> i mean that, that was all horror based you yeah. know that was from when we very first started out we uh, me and Pete had had established this sort of ethic of yes, we're always going to use blood. It's going to be real blood, and we mixed in a few real actual photos of gore, you know, of, of real stuff. Right. That first um, the first record, it was the dude that was decapitated in the subway. Track, yeah, right? and that was real. And then yeah. scattered, scattered, smothered, and covered was a real one as well. Um, but I mean, part of doing that was the fun was making the covers, you know, because. Right. We were we were guys who were doing early on working together doing prosthetic effects stuff like that. We just were horror movie freaks. Um, sure, I mean it, it's, so. It's, then yeah. <laughs> with with Human Impact, I mean, given the sort of overall theme, um, we had talked about doing urban sprawl, you know, and and just really showing that in in one one way. 
And then Jim had come up with this whole turn the city upside down kind of thing. And then we wanted to sort of show a sort of a globalized sort of message as well. So then you get the the black outline of the planet. So Right. And it's and again there there's sort of these this manner of shorthand that happens with album art. And it used to be, you know, all encompassing back when that's the only thing you really had to go on. If you're like in a record store, you'd look at it and you'd, you'd see like, Oh my God, like, you know, like, which, uh, which I think this, this is in that same sort of ethic, you know, same sort of genre is, uh, is sort of, if you just picked up the record and yeah. looked at the cover and then listened to the record while you, like when I was a kid, yeah. you would like stare at the record cover while you listen to it. Um, uh, it would work. You know, it is completely in theme with what's being said on that record. Totally. Well, and I mean, there were records that I would get just because I thought the record cover looked cool. You know, I would be like, I don't know what this sounds like, but it has to be awesome if it looks like this, you know? And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I think with totally. the Human Impact stuff, it definitely, it, it's very clear that, like, that's a way different vibe. Even if you don't know the pedigree of everyone that's involved. Uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, were you, did you spend a lot of time thinking about that about how that was going to be presented was it sort of just like oh let's just make something cool and not worry about it no i mean phil had done a lot of the swan stuff uh sort of layout stuff for the swans okay um so me and jim and phil were like bouncing stuff just back and forth and you know whatever appealed to us really was what was going on we actually had a different sort of cover it was same sort of theme Mm-hmm. But uh, but slightly different. It was more sort of red and yellow, and then Jim came up with the whole, you know, the whole sort of futuristic lighting situation. You know, there's like this hardcore urban n- at night kind of lighting thing going on. Um, that really appealed to me anyway. I, I thought that was so cool. Um, so it was kind of like just throwing a bunch of ideas with with a similar theme uh, around, and then just you know deciding on the one you you like best sure sure and and talk to me about logistics for this band like getting everybody together to play to write like things along those lines like what's it's actually been really easy um we me and jim both have home studios so we we tend to write a bunch of crap and sort of prepare for when we get together with the guys everybody gets together i fly out i stay with jim and we all hang out for a few weeks and then go into the studio. Um, so we come in with a bunch of stuff prepped, and actually there was one or one where uh, I was like, okay, let's see what you know what Phil and Chris have got, and didn't prep, <laughs> um, and just see what they you know what they come up with. Which it's kind of cool because then we have a few weeks to kind of just hang out and play five days a week and and see what comes out of that which has gone really well. The The sound has really firmed up from when we originally started. Originally, we were sort of throwing a ton of ideas out there sure, and yeah. then and then just editing, you know what I mean? And now... <laughs> right, take, take out the less it, good stuff, find, find what's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. just take, <laughs> cut out the weak shit and, and go with the strong stuff. Um, but at this point, like, we have, like, Contact, that single that we just released, which we kind of had to release at this point... Um, because it was written before the COVID nineteen yeah, thing hit. I, I, that's I wanted to talk about that. It's a little bit prescient. Not even a little bit. It's fairly prescient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you about that. But so we had four. We have four new ones that we had done in a session, and now things have really just gelled with the band. 
So it's kind of like we just show up and work on what we got, and we're and it comes out. It's coming out better and better, really exponentially, with this band. It's kind of amazing. Um, we have definitely not hit our peak. Um, so contact was one of those, <clears throat> um, and those are all maybe next record, maybe an EP coming out. We're not sure. We were waiting for this whole, you know, virus to blow over, and hopefully, I mean, we've already had to cancel. Uh, tour with Yob, a short West Coast thing with Yob, yeah. and we are supposed to go out tour the states in September, um, and then Europe November December. So we'll see what happens. And you guys with that with that single contact, you were donating mm-hmm. proceeds of that to uh, COVID nineteen relief yes. November, right? Right for uh, completely donating any money we could possibly make to help this effort out. Um, and then Jim sourced all the video, or not all of it, but a majority of the footage. He kind of put a call out for video. Um, for the video, yeah, for the, the video you're talking about, right. Yeah, yeah, to see what, how people are living now, you know? And I yeah, just did an interview yeah. with him where he was talking about how it's interesting because this is such a crazy thing in human history, but at the same time, when you source video from people... There is some stuff that's sort of sensational, you know, like there were hospital workers who sent us shit. Um, But then a majority of it is really just quiet, calm, silent, you know. So it's it's interesting to hear him talk about how he had to put all this together for the video for that. Because he he wanted to source things to sort of show the new reality, you know. um, The new normal. (laughs) Yeah, the new normal, so to speak. Uh... And it, it, I think he did a great job. It's really, really hard to put a bunch of like you know pastoral settings together and make an interesting video. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's it's something that it's very much of its time, and therefore somewhat purposely ephemeral. But also, just if you think about it, no matter which way this goes, this is going to be an artifact in time. And to have all that in one place. You know, set yeah, to set to I a mean, timely song is kind of an amazing thing. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I think that's really cool. I think it's really good to do. We, I was a little hesitant initially. I had written the song, you know, obviously months before this hit. Yeah. Um, the lyrics, anyway. You know, the whole thing, pretty much. Um, and and it was done. It was a wrap. We had it mastered, and then the COVID nineteen started to hit, and I. I mentioned to Jim and, and Mark at Ipecac, I was like, hey, guys, you know this song is, is about something extremely similar to what's going on right now, and do we want to even put this out now? You know what I mean? Like, right. is this a good thing to put this out? You know, do you want to just <laughs> slap people <laughs> in the face with more reality? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, people are going to yeah. be fucking sick of, of hearing about viruses tr- being transmitted around the globe. Um but we had no choice. The way I looked at it, it was I was thinking there may be like some serious backlash. But to to release it and use use inclusion, you know, to yeah, I mean, to, you literally made a call for people to hey, you know, submit footage for this. Yeah, and, yeah, and totally. You, you, there's some fantastic and really amazing stuff that's in there that you know, I'm not sure it you know, it would necessarily be platformed in this specific way, but it's 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 fascinating to have that put down the it pipe is. that and way. I th- I think down the line in you know, in history, not that anyone would even know this fucking song or anything, 
but I think we've done something really cool just down the line. I think it's kind of like, you know, it turned because I was thinking, do you wait to release it? You know yeah, what I mean? Instead yeah. of just this fucking slap of reality on people, do you do, do you wait to release it? But no, because then it's it's just old hat, you know. Like, just get it out there. Do what you were initially you were originally going to do, and tough it out, you know. But um, but I think it's worked out. I think it's gone okay. You know, um, obviously we are not trying to capitalize on on a virus. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Yeah, that that would be. And uh, every any cent, every penny that we make, which is obviously not much, anything is being donated. So it's you know it's 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 really just something that that was sort of a foreshadowing of what's coming and you know unfortunately happened to hit right as it hit so you know what can you do it's it's just a dark serendipity in that way yeah totally (laughs) so i mean speaking of human impact like have you do know people that have been impacted i mean other than having a quarantine like everybody uh will carroll almost died will carroll from cutthroats he was in the hospital he was in icu for 11 days yeah yeah he just got out like I don't know, maybe five days a week ago or something. But yeah, thank God, man, he almost died. Uh, he he was on tour with Death Angel in I was Europe. Say Death Angel, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they came back from Europe, and I think two, two, maybe three of them got sick. Got it. So. Oh man, jeez, and yeah, that, that, yeah, um, no that was that uh, was with with Testament and Exodus, I think. Is, is that? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Man, just that's it's, and that just goes to show you how this pandemic can affect folks that just yeah, very directly. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I it was kind of weird because the record release show we really thought was going to be canceled. Um, the St. Vitus Human Impact record release show, yeah, I think it was on the March fourteenth. Um, yeah, like right on the cusp. It was like right. Yeah. There. Oh, totally. I think we may have been the last show to go on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in New York at that time, I who knows, but um. But we thought it was going to be canceled. We were almost positive. And then they were like, look, we'll do a live streaming. So we were like, okay, cool. We'll play it anyway, even if no one's there. We'll just live stream it and and do the show. Turns out people showed up, which which was cool. And I hope, you know, I hope that wasn't to anyone's detriment. But, um, but apparently there was a girl there that I know who I didn't actually talk to at the show, but apparently Phil and Chris were talking to her. I don't think they, they didn't get sick, but apparently she came down with it not long after that. So it's very direct. It's like right in your face. Um, yeah, we we did not think that that show was going to happen and didn't obviously did not think anybody would be there but it actually turned out there were some people there well and it's it's crazy because i've been doing a ton of these shows because it's literally all i can do i can't can't go on tour you know <laughs> and yeah it's it's been a correlating factor that not only has everyone you know had tour dates cancel and you know not been able to do important things like record releases and things along those lines but just having that yeah. uncertainty of you know, everyone's saying, like, people that were out being like, yeah, you know, we were, you know, didn't seem like it was, like, that big of a deal. And then, you know, 12 hours later, it seemed like a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of the case after that 14, March 14th show, you know, within, yeah. like, a day or two after that, everything got locked down. I think it was the next day, really. <clears throat> I mean, when you think about I, – and it's something where, uh, for me, I just – you wish there was an adult in the room with this kind of thing. And it's, yeah. it's it's absolutely infuriating to have 
a situation where everyone's kind of just going by their own thing. You have uh, some states are implementing quarantines. You know, some are dragging their heels on it for whatever reason because they. I don't feel that they're immune. I don't, I don't understand the rationale behind that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and it's, it's obliviousness. <laughs> it, I, I think it's just reprehensible that it's put down for individual people to make their own decisions because I don't necessarily know if the average human being is well equipped or qualified to do that. Yeah, to really understand what's going on. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I wouldn't ever, uh, I wouldn't say that your music necessarily ever had a sunny worldview. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on you know without getting too political about it necessarily? But what what are your thoughts on 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 all this right now? Like, where do you think we're going? Oh God, I mean, who knows? You know, I think the last serious pandemic was 1918 right yeah Yeah, i think so uh so i I just think generationally people were not really prepared you know what i mean like there was sars and there you know there were a couple of more minor cases of this who knows it's really just with the way our society has changed um and become more global and everything um, is socially and financially. I I don't think anybody really knows. You know what is what is going to be the financial fine, fallout after all this blows over. You know, I yeah. mean, this is so it's kind of a you know it's kind of, it's a new thing. It's something you know the human race has not seen before. So we'll we'll see. There's no there's no predicting. You know, and it's just. Um, any, I mean, I don't think the people who are or were dragging their heels on reacting to the whole thing even knew the depth, you know. So, you know, who's who's to say? I, it's not for me to sort of, you know, judge anyone on on what's going on. You know, I mean, for example, we played a pandemic show, you know? right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and not, be, not because you're like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, screw this. It was just. No, like we we all have been. Have. We've been yeah. in bands. <laughs> all of us have been in touring bands a majority of our mature lives, and understand you can't cancel. You know that's yeah. just not something that us as musicians do. You know we can't. So we had to go through with it. You know which I'm sure a lot of people have felt that pressure. You know in in their various sort of employment opportunities as well. You know you can't. Yeah. You can't. Be the one to say no. I'm not coming. You can't be the one to put your foot down yeah. in a pandemic. You know, which is horrible. But you, you just you can't. So, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that's not exactly a cheery topic, but it's obviously it's, a, it's something that it's it's no it's, no. I mean, it's you the know, elephant in the room. That's right? reality. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always there, whether whether uh, <laughs> whether we're that's, thinking about yeah. it actively or not. Yeah. No shit. No shit. So, talk to me about for when you're writing stuff and coming up with a guitar like do you have any things to get you out of a rut or get you out of like the headspace that uh, where you're like ah yeah that's fine like whatever that that isn't like what where I want it to be like what what what's what's that process like when you're when you're writing stuff is it different for this band than it was for you know Unsane or Cutthroat's Nine like what's yeah i mean it is, it is different um it's similar but different you know um i tend to and have with everything i i write a lot of music like i write a ton of shit and then 
sort of see what suits what I'm doing. Um, so there'll be weird shit that's kind of electronic or, I mean, Jim has been really good. Working with Jim has been really good in that I'll send him shit that he, <laughs> that is completely inappropriate. You know, and he'll be like, okay, this aspect of that is cool. This is cool, but kick it up a notch. Like, believe it or not, Jim is actually encouraging me to kick things up into a more distorted kind of over-the-top scenario. Um, A lot of stuff I've written, like, in the past couple years, really, there's more. I've I've gotten more electronic. Um, Yeah. And also wanted to use more low dynamic stuff. And there's been a certain amount of, strangely enough, sort of melancholy weirdness um, sure. that I like. But but at the same time, there's a way to approach it. You know, you don't want to just completely be wimpy and just have this, you know. It, uh, some of it, I would, you know, I with Jim, I don't, I don't edit. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with everyone else ever, I always have. I always come in with something that's very strong that I'm like, here, guys, this is my idea. What do you think? You know, mm-hmm. whereas with Jim, I just kind of send him tons of shit. And then he kind of says, oh, this is good. This is good, which has been really cool because some things that I would have never used now I use maybe in a slightly different way than they were originally done. But at the same time, you know, I'm using different shit than I would have normally. Sure. Um, yeah. So I so I just tend to write a ton of different shit and then edit. That's kind of and Jim does the same thing. Jim really does. There's some stuff um, where you know he sends me shit and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. Can you distort this and do this to this? And and he's we work well together. There's a, a real openness to the way we we work. Right, and it seems like. You guys are developing like a, like a sort of statement of intent and ethos with this band that is got its own identity uh, yeah, aside totally. from other yeah. things. Yeah, there and, is, and and Jim thinks differently in terms of time signatures and a lot of phrasing of stuff yeah. because we, while we've been friends, we have not worked together in, in decades. You know. So his approach, and he's done a lot of film soundtrack stuff, and so his approach is very different from mine, which is really great, because then I feed off his ideas, he feeds off mine. So, I mean, I I come from a seriously guitar-driven world. Of course, you know? yeah, I mean, I think that's... Yeah. Really- <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so he can take some of that and, and then ch- change that, you know, mutate that into an electronic sort of phrase. Um, it's, it's great. It's, it's really cool. I'm not, it's like, um, creatively, creatively, I'm not alone anymore, you know, which is, which is good. Sure. Which is, which is always a nice thing when you're, when you're making art. Yeah. Yeah. So it changes your approach, you know, I'm sorry, back to your original thing. It it does change your approach, you know, because you're fielding different ideas from a different place. You know, before I would just write tons of shit and then just cut all the fat and bring in the shit that I think is good. Now it's kind of just bouncing crazy ideas off each other all right. the time. Right, there's a back and forth. So with, with like with, with a band like Unsane, were you, were you grinding out demos and sending to the guys who were just banging out in the practice room? Like what was the... What was like the uh, well, there? I mean, towards the end, really, I wrote, um, I kind of had this whole thing where I was like, okay, well, Dave's in Italy, 
and oh, I don't hear from him much, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just write a fucking record by myself, and then Dave can write some songs if he wants, whatever he wants to do. I'm totally open to anything, but I'm just gonna consider this sort of a personal, you know, goal, and just write the best record I possibly can. Um, and then we can cut whatever we want and whatever Dave has goes in there too. You know what I mean? So sure. it was kind of like, it, it was not the back and forth. You know what I mean? It, I, as much as I wish it was, it wasn't. Um, and then we get together and the You're time. You're talking about Sterilize now, the, that last one? That was yeah, on yeah. Okay. Yeah, the last Unsane record. Cool. Um, so, you know, I kind of considered a personal goal and then we got together and we hash out ideas and you know that, that it just kind of came together that way and not much was really changed once we got together you know i mean there were a couple of dave songs came in um which was good thank god yeah. um <laughs> but a majority you know again a majority of it was was the stuff i had written before i you since we're talking about that record i was thinking also about the uh the record before that the one um wreck where you guys cover that flipper song which is awesome oh, yeah. because i Good absolutely time. adore flipper and i find it <laughs> I, I find covers of them fascinating because they're you know because the, the looseness to flipper is sort of like part of the appeal <laughs> right oh yeah totally yeah 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 but i love and i'd seen flipper when i was a kid like i've gone to see flipper throughout their various <laughs> yeah many <laughs> various incarnations yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and i had seen them really early on with will and stuff you know so Ha ha ha! When they played that live, I was just when I was a kid, I just loved it. So that was kind of another you know personal achievement there that I I wanted to do. And I, I actually had to I didn't have to, but I, I approached them and said, "Guys, are you cool with this? You know, can sure. we? You know?" And even sent them the song once we'd done it to say, you know, get their approval and everything. And they were totally into it, so it was cool. Well, and and the from a very different place, but similar-ish sort of worldview <laughs> in, in, in some ways. Oh, totally. Unsane, yes, you know? yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Completely. It, yeah. it fit very they, well. <laughs> they really influenced me without when I was a kid into this whole, like, you can have your own personal, very cynical opinion of the world and people, and you don't have to be, you know, there's no no reason to try to please people and be commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, just do your thing, and if you have this bad attitude, feel free to, you know, enjoy it. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's something that holds true for, you know, I think everything that, you, that you've done that, that I've heard. It's, it definitely has its own sense of we're going to create this world, and anyone that wants to come in on this this world is welcome to it, but we're not especially interested in... Yeah. anything outside of it because it's you know it, 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 that stuff mostly sucks <laughs> I mean my sort of negative attitude about mainstream music and stuff it, it's not I I'm surprised we got anywhere to be honest with you I really I'm surprised I've been able to be a musician in my life with my bad attitude I'll I'll be honest with you well well it, <clears throat> you guys have a you know Unsane had like almost like a cult like following right you know that's sort of an overused term but kind of a bummer yeah. vibe band in, in a very big way like in, in in a celebratory bummer vibe but a bummer vibe nonetheless <laughs> a celebratory bummer vibe nice. 
Yeah, totally. It's not. I mean, there's a certain positivity to it, but it's way down in there somewhere, and you right. got to kind of look to find it. You know? There's like yeah. this, there's a, that light, that very small pinprick of light at the end of the tunnel that's yeah. <laughs> buried underneath everything else. Do you hear the influence of any of the unseen stuff in other bands, especially like other you know working bands in the underground that maybe are not? hustle names necessarily i don't know no i mean i i I, like with relapse when we were on relapse way back when that matt would like send me shit and be like yeah this band sounds so insane and we're getting demos from these guys and all these bands sound like insane i don't hear it man i'll be honest with you i I never know i don't know i'm not sure what it would be uh you know it's we have a very specific sound so it's kind of um you know, I just, I don't, I'm not sure who, maybe, well, no, not even. I, no, uh-uh, I don't really hear it. <laughs> well, because, I, I mean, there is a certain preponderance of what I like to call dudes yelling noise rock that's around oh, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is that what they were referring to? Like, because I think there's I certain, guess so. I yeah. mean, I guess so. Yeah, kind of, you know. I think there's certain sonic elements that especially... You know, maybe the uh, the what what are considered like the more touch point albums for Unsane, like so, just like how there's bands that, you know, they they sound like the Melvins and that they do one of the fifteen sixteen things that the Melvins do, and then that's yeah, that, that's like yeah. what the whole band sounds like. I, you know, maybe it's something along those lines where it's like, hey, this yeah, is- I mean, I guess so, but I, no, I don't know. I just don't. I don't really hear it. If somebody, some, I've had that happen a bunch where somebody's like, man, listen to this, sounds so insane. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm just looking for. I'm looking for something that I'm listening for something that I'm not hearing. You know, yeah. that other people would be like, oh yeah, that really sounds like insane. But no, to me, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Interesting. So the. What's what's the plans for Human Impact right now? Like, is this going to be a band that you know? Obviously, at some point, we're going to hopefully <laughs> return to the, some degree of being able yeah, to go I out mean, and play and tour. Like I was saying, we got we've got touring coming up. Um, we have Contact already came out, but we have three three others that will come out over the next you know four or five months um, as singles gearing up for the second record and then we're just going to tour you know we'll be touring so this will be i mean it's the primary band for most of us (laughs) the swans guys are going to have some work ahead of them but um but it is our main band and we are going to pursue it just uh, you know as as if i in the same way i would have insane you know just yeah tour like hell make a lot of music yeah totally so when you're when you're thinking about well maybe I should ask do you think about like what bands that you'd want you know that you want to play with or is, is it more like the idea of we're just going to play oh, bands I you like no or because it's a hard band to like match up with right I mean <laughs> it's not like yeah yeah I don't know I mean the the stuff I mean, I tend to go with friends. Yeah, just bands you like and friends, things along those lines. Yeah, guys I know and guys I know are cool. And, you know, um, other than that, because there, there are, there have been a few submissions where it's kind of like, oh, do you want to go on tour with this band or this band? I, and I don't know the people, so I'm kind of just check them out and see what they do live and, you know, and see if I personally like it and then kind of bounce it off the other guys. And there are a lot of voices in that, you know, like I'll, 
I'll say, oh, what about this act? And then Jim will be like, oh, what about this one? You know, and, and then Phil will be like, oh, what about this one? You know, so there's a, and then our tour, our uh, booking agent will be like, well, what about this one? This would be really good. So I tend to go with him if possible. Right. You know, if the tour manager is into it, then I, I think that's working. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy we kind of want to make happy with that. So... And I, I try not to tour with any band for too long. You know, I don't want to be on tour for two months with the same band. So that's that's kind of my my thing. But um, but no, I, I mean, I would generally go with friends. But honestly, I I don't with the with the amount of people involved, I I don't have that much of a voice. So sure. And is there ever a thought towards wanting to get out of the? circuit for lack of a better term or a group of bands that you would do with unsane because it you know maybe it's it's music that potentially can have a very different audience or is this yeah yeah totally if 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 i think the show would fly you know what i mean because you don't have such polar opposites that people just fucking walk off when, <laughs> when right. the opening man yeah, exactly. you know yeah i know exactly but what if, if it seems like it would work and it will expose us to new people like i mean for example unsane going out with slayer yeah I mean, most people would shit to go out with Slayer. I, being a fucking little flipper kid, you know, yeah, uh, was like, uh, Slayer, you know, what the hell? Coming um, from a very different place than, than you Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, 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 completely. <laughs> um, and the Slayer guys were like, when we actually toured with them, um, Tom Riot was saying to me, he was like, yeah, man, you guys are the only band nobody throws anything at. <laughs> Which, he he Which was telling me a story about, yeah. you no, know, seriously, about Lemmy getting pelted with cups, like with plastic cups while they're playing and shit. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, what a travesty. You know, yeah. um, heresy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lemmy of all people, you know. Yeah, come on. So, so that, that actually worked out. And there were some Slayer guys were actually, and it's all guys basically. Um, right, exactly. We're, we're in <laughs> Unsane and we representation. <laughs> it's so minimal. You know, the, <laughs> the point zero 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 one percent Um But so that, that worked out actually, strangely enough. To me, that seemed very strange. Yeah. But Dave, our bass player, was super into it. He was like, oh, my God, we've got to go, you know. So, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. we did it. Did you find that there were people like Slayer fans that resonated with it? Like, did you? Did you? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Later tours, after that tour, we would have guys coming up, you know, who, were, who saw us with Slayer. Yeah. It definitely helped. It, it was, um, you know, again, it, it, we, we appealed somehow, God only knows how, uh, to that Slayer audience. Not all of them, obviously, because well, sure, you're, you're still getting flipped off all the time. Um, <laughs> and baking, people are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had this attitude of, like, we are just going to fucking full throttle make noise and leave no spots of silence, because you leave any, spot, any silence in your set, and you get, Slayer, Slayer! Like, right. they just start screaming Slayer right away. So we just went out there, feedbacks blazing, you know, between songs and just... Total noise rock <laughs> for the set. Finish, throw our shit down, and walk off. You know, like don't give them the chance to fucking scream at you or to anything. But you're still, you're, you know, you just keep the abuse to a minimum. Really, is what you're doing there. Because yeah, you're you're basically for a lot of these people, you're just in the way of their favorite band. And oh, totally, you know? they just want you to be done. So Slayer's on. You know, no shit. And of course, there's yeah, not yeah. a darn thing you can do about it. So all you can no, do is, no. is is be the be your best 
musical self and do your thing and you know if people want to come along they will if they are coming up with an open mind and otherwise which which actually i kind of enjoyed that actually in a way because you really you were there to make a statement (laughs) you know what i mean like you you really were just going out just blazing you know and that's it was kind of cool i kind of i really enjoyed it but so that that being the point that yes i would i you know i i'm open to it touring with other bands that would be stylistically different you know it, it it's it's not always a bad thing it can be horrible but i have yet to really experience it being really bad so well that's good i mean that's it's it's never like i think when you're very young like it's sort of like you can that stuff can rolls off more your back a little more but when you get older and you've been around for a while, it's sort of like you don't even want to put yourself through like any sort of negative experiences if you don't have to sometimes. So it's... Well, you're a little smarter. You want to sort of minimize the, the stupidity and negativity, you know? Yeah, it's, it's always nice. <laughs> so was, yeah. it, was there any overlap between Unsane and Human Impact, or was it already kind of going when Un- Un- Unsane was... Uh... I there was sort of a, a touring overlap. Like okay. me and Jim were shooting ideas back and forth, uh, you know, via internet um, for a few months while, um, like, I was about to go on tour with Unsane and working on shit with him. And yeah, there was some shit, but not in terms of of writing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was really just touring with Unsane and then writing with Jim. So, so you've you've made it you're more of a a one a one band man than uh, yeah 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 always i mean (laughs) the the other bands i've done i was not doing insane at that time you know what i mean no i i like to focus i i like to really focus on what i'm doing that's one thing with working with jim is that he's really good at doing like 25 things at once you know (laughs) musical multitasking yeah oh totally and i i really just like to (laughs) to knuckle up on the one thing you know and and just really focus on that uh chris it's been great talking to you the last thing it's the only can question i have but i'd like to hear what folks answers are and that's just uh why do you do what you do uh who i was born to do it um i don't know i just have ever my whole life i've just loved music uh, music for me is is a way to sort of change my own reality. <laughs> Not bad. That's that's succinct. It's a uh, that th- that's good. I like it, Chris. Thanks so much for uh, spending time with me, man. Yeah, sure, man. Thank you. All thanks right, for thanks for the interview. It was a real pleasure. <laughs> All right, take care and uh, yeah, stay safe, man. Yeah, you too. You too. All right, there he goes, Miss Chris Spencer. Let's hear another of these uh, Human Impact songs, huh? This is November. Is that the self-titled record?
we discussed, uh, Chris Spencer and I earlier. Before that, we had November by Human Impact off of the self-titled Human Impact record, which is available in all the normal places that you would find music at. So if you're curious, go check that out. Interesting record. Definitely different from Unsane. Hopefully you learned a little more about that and where he's coming from with it. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. There you go. This is another stay-at-home edition of Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Thank you very much. This show airs on Radio Nope. Ostensibly Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. These days, pretty much all the time, an effort to keep everybody sane and home. So safe. As we come to the close of our broadcast day, the archives for the free show, RadioNeutron.com, always free, always. Patreon.com slash Protonic Reversal to get the episode sooner. Signing off. Dollar a month will get you there. Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Thanks for everyone. Anyone within the sound of my voice. Sharing the show around. Letting people know that it's something we're paying attention to. I've got... 50,000 watts of power. It's a pleasure to be doing this and having these talks. I'm glad people get something out of it. I want to ionize the air. Human impacts all over the internet. Not that hard to find. Instagram, Facebook. This microphone. Humanimpact.bandcamp.com. Impacts the record label. Go check it out. Can you hear me now? Out Stay on safe. Route 128, dark and lonely. Take it easy. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
Welcome to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day, Radio. 